Blog Talk Radio. You have just tuned in to the Midweek Pick-Me-Up Energy Show, featuring professional officiant, tuning fork facilitator, and author, Marcy Ann Chief. In 1988, Marcy Ann discovered the quantum fields of energy and vibration, and since then her life has been a day-to-day experiment in knowing how to live in light energy for happiness, health, and wealth. She shares the principles and laws of light energy as they operate in everyday life. And now, here is Marcy Ann. Hello, everyone. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to... Uh, my show today on light and darkness. When God said, let there be light, there was light. But where did the light come from? It came from the darkness. Because before the beginning, there was only the deep. Now this word translated deep from the Hebrew means root, prime, source, supreme, beginning, dawn, cause. And if you look up uh, prime in Roger's Thesaurus, it is under the root word for beginning. And here's some other ways that word uh, is translated Do it for the first time. Take the first step. Break ground. Originate. Birth. Burst forth. First and foremost before everything. Well, this is the word that is uh, translated the deep in the Bible, in the Hebrew. The deep. Do it for the first time, beginning, dawn, cause, cause. Ladies, I want to tell you, this word for the deep in Hebrew is feminine. The deep is feminine. Now, the deep in most esoteric literatures of the known worlds before life came about pretty much has has always been the darkness. And the way the Bible puts it is darkness was upon the face of the deep. So this is what I see. I see a sleeping woman. But she doesn't know she is sleeping. She doesn't even know she's a woman. She's always been the darkness. So she's never seen herself. She's always been asleep, so her consciousness is in a state of suspension. But it isn't even in a state of suspension, actually, because she has never been. But the potential exists. The potential exists in all states. It's called the field of all possibilities. And this unactualized field of all possibilities is feminine because it is the womb the deep is the womb God's womb so before the beginning 
the spirit of God, the masculine animating force of the prime creator, moved upon the face of the waters of the deep and said, let there be light. And from the vibrations of the masculine sound came the dawn of the light. And slowly the light overcame the darkness and all of creation began to take form. Now this process has a rhythm. It's a rhythm of creation and rest. Creation and rest. And in the rest, the darkness puts the light back to sleep. Rock-a-bye, baby. And then the darkness acquiesces to the dawn. So it's light and darkness. Light and darkness. Creation and rest. Creation and rest. Now we've called the light goodness. And we've called the darkness evil. But, you know, I just can't imagine how we came up with this. Because before the beginning, there was only God, and God is love. So there couldn't be any evil. And we've called the light right and the darkness wrong. But, could, but how could there be anything wrong with love? And we've called the light God and the light, darkness the devil but this is so silly. There is no devil. There's nothing bad or wrong or evil in God. Now, in a simplistic, dualistic view, an idea of two opposing forces could be entertained. But the light and the darkness are not in opposition they respect each other. They love each other. They work together, and together they made everything, including you and me. And we can live in their perfect environment of light and darkness without being in opposition to each other, without being in opposition to anything or anybody, just creation and rest Creation and rest, work and rest, work and rest. Rock up by baby, rock up by baby in the arms of mom and dad. There's a very curious relationship about the word for the deep, this word for womb the word for woman in the Hebrew, because they're all related and they're all part of each other. Because the Hebrew language is a language of symbols, images, and visions. And in looking at the progression of these images and visions for the word for the deep, actually a W and an R were added to the root word of home, O-H-O, W-M, and you can see the beginning of our English word wrong there. If you add a W and an R to the word uh, for the deep. 
But it's not wrong in the English understanding of that word. It's a W and an R added to the root word for prime, or eventually understood as the womb, which is the essence of the woman. But I'm wondering if this is how the woman got to be wrong in the first place. Because everything bad that has been blamed on woman, starting with Eve, she ate the apple against God's commandment and had her, and then with her sexual sexuality, she enticed Adam to eat also. And then from then on, all the trouble started. And no one blames Adam. I mean, after all, he's a man. And Adam wasn't about to give up the woman and have to go back to the animals. Not to keep the commandments, not even to have eternal life. I mean, men, you would be flabbergasted if you ever sat in on a ladies' tea party and heard us talk about what we really think about you sometimes. What we think boils down to, feed me, feed me, give me sex, give me sex, feed me, feed me, give me sex, give me sex. And this is pretty much how the woman feels about what the man needs. And so, of course, we're supposed to do both. Because, in fact, the old English word for wife meant to cook. And today, because of the pill, men don't have to get married anymore to get sex, which, by the way, ladies, was the only reason men got married in the first place. Monogamy is not in their gene pool. But today they don't have to get married. And, and this has put women into a, the sexual battle of the ages. Women using their sexuality to try to find a partner in life. You know, a woman needs this partner in life. Because it was the partner who woke her up in the first place. She was happy asleep. So if you're going to wake her up, then you need to be with her. Don't use an abuser and then leave her alone. I have never seen such extreme measures women have gone to now to get the male's attentions. The men are loving it, aren't they? (laughs) And capitalism is using women's sexuality to sell everything from tires to hamburgers. Ladies, it seems it all goes back to poor old Eve or Callie or all the other feminine goddesses. The woman gets the blame. You know, in that great Chicago fire, the song said, Put the blame on Mame, boys. Put the blame on Mame. And women have been bearing the blame and the shame ever since. We are the darkness. We are the wrong. You know, sex used to be in the darkness. You turned down all the lights before you took your clothes off and had sex. It was scary when people started having sex in the light. Were we going to be struck by lightning, or who would see us and maybe disapprove? However, today, everything now is done in the light, but that fulfills God's prophecy because it's God's deep desire for all things to be filled with the light. However, being in the light and being filled with the light are two different states, aren't they? Everything that is in the light today doesn't reflect light because there's a part of the consciousness of mankind that has not allowed the light to swallow up the darkness in love. And in order for there to be balance, the light and the darkness must work together in respect and love for one another. And when the light 
visits the darkness, that darkness allows the light to enter it and swallow it up. And when the darkness comes to give the light its rest, the light yields and goes to sleep. Guys just go to sleep, don't they, ladies? (laughs) There's allowing and accepting and a beautiful rhythm in the loving interplay between the light and the darkness. The light trusts the darkness because after it has relinquished all of its energy, it can be vulnerable. The darkness could terrorize the light, but the darkness loves the light, and the darkness allows the light to rest in peace and safety. In shedding the light on the position of women today in Christian America, the woman is nearly naked. And the more naked she is, the more she shows herself, the more attention she gets. And it seems that her her nakedness is her only attribute. And then in tremendous contrast, there's the burqa. <laughs> the Muslim religion seems to have a different feeling about the woman than is represented in Christian America today. A Muslim woman is hidden. Her body is kept in the darkness. The darkness holds her womb. And the woman's attributes are only for her husband not to be shared unabashedly and adulterally with every other man on the street. Also, the woman is considered sacred in that her darkness is not entered until she is married. There is no sex before marriage in the Muslim religion. And having an illegitimate child would be the worst thing that could ever happen to a woman in the areas of the Muslim religion. In some places, they are still stoned, and the men receive a hundred lashes. Such contrasts. In Muslim countries, the woman can be stoned for having an illegitimate child. In Christian America, the woman is rewarded for having an illegitimate child with aid to dependent children and HUD housing and food stamps. In Muslim countries, the woman is covered from head to toe. In Christian America, the woman is naked. Such contrasts. Where is the balance? My daughter lived in California for five years, and while she was here, she and her husband did weddings for me. And my daughter has had an inner resistance to the Christian religion all of her life, even with a mother who is an ordained minister, or perhaps that's the reason why, but... But most of our brides who were pregnant when they were getting married were Christian. We never had a pregnant Muslim bride. We did non-denominational civil ceremonies for these Christian girls because their parents, their pastors uh, couldn't marry them because they were pregnant. And I'd have these brides tell me their story of rejection of the church through their tears. It felt like stoning to them. And I learned that later on, once they were married, they could be accepted in the congregation and to pay their tithes. But before that, in the absence of any love from the church, we did the ceremonies for them. At least then when the girl went to the hospital to have the baby, she could register in as Mr. Mrs. So-and-so to cover her nakedness. My daughter was called the minister of such love to these girls. And we did these ceremonies because marriage is a legal thing 
it puts a protective covering around that child. We didn't represent God when we did these ceremonies. People get the, you know, the wrong idea about the minister. We don't represent God. My daughter and I say, by the power I have from the state of California, I now declare that you are husband and wife. Our power is from the state. It's the state of California who says who can marry people or not. The state of California recognizes ordained ministers as legal to marry people. Also judges, captains of ships, and there are several other categories who qualify, including anybody who wants to get the one-day certificate to marry people from that several uh, different states offer, including California. Marriage provides over 1,500 areas of legal protection to the woman and the child. Women today who just live with men without getting married and then when they break up, the woman tries to get some sort of compensation for her services is out of luck because our system in this country rewards the wife, not the girlfriend or live-in lover. And this opens up a whole big bag of worms because many times these illegal relationships produce children. So our current population here in the U.S. has illegals of all different kinds. Illegal parents of U.S. citizens' children born here, illegal children of black mothers. 78% of black children do not have married parents. So there is no legal protection around that child that marriage provides. So the government has had to step in and be the provider, and the schools are supposed to be the mothers. But these substitutes are not always successful. And a recent documentary about the baboon shows how dramatically more advanced they are about having children and being parents. That baby will be with its mother up to six years. And the mother is mostly holding and feeding that baby and teaching that baby everything she knows for the first two years. And the father is close by providing protection and food is they are a team, and the baby is nurtured and cared for until it's able to be on its own and be self-sufficient. Both mom and dad participate in this nurturing and caring for this part of themselves because they are a team. And when God entered the darkness and called for the light to come forth, this was a team effort. The darkness allowed the connection. The darkness yielded to the power of the light. And together with the light, they joined together in the dance of life, coalescing and creating forms, multitudes of forms, to bless the heart of God. These forms streamed forth from the very heart of God's love, from out of the feminine darkness joyfully and blissfully animating the vacuum of the ethers. How exciting. The next form, different and more beautiful than the last. And this creating is still going on. The light reaches out farther and farther into the darknesses, creating amazing and indescribable forms. And the masculine and the feminine energies work together as a team, nurturing and caring for their new creations. The male 
force within the feminine energy in perfect balance, working together. This is the pattern. This is how it works. This is how it works perfectly. And when any part of this process is missing, there is miscreation, substandard creations, diseased and disabled creations, and what the Bible calls woe, woe, woe. The woes of this world, the woes of this earth, poverty, sickness, and death. Instead of prosperity, health, and eternal life and happiness. And each and every one of us is called upon to account for our part in the process. We're not judged good or evil or right or wrong. Because God's love only sees us as a part of the processes. And however we participate contributes either to the poverty, sickness, and death or prosperity, health, and an eternal life of happiness. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in the YouTube search window. You can download her book for free at www.mrwriteforme.com. And if you want to go into business for yourself, Take a look at Marcy Ann's Weddings and Celebrations Business Startup Course at www.weddingofficiantschool.com. The Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show is broadcast live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcy Ann's Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time in any place in the world. <laughs>